Welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. I'm Timothy Muse. I'll be your host today, creator of Grace Life Coaching. This podcast is the digital arm of Grace Life Coaching. And I want to thank you for spending the time, giving your time and your energy to this podcast, and also to the desire of being better, of growing and advancing. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're listening. I really truly am. And I'm glad that, that you're willing to invest your time in this, and you're willing to invest your most precious commodity in listening to the podcast. That makes me happy, of course. However, I'm more glad or happier, I guess, depending on however you want to say it, that you're actually investing in the process of being better, of looking to advance yourself. I think that's one of the big challenges, but also the one of the main keys of human existence is that we get better, that we grow, that we advance. I don't necessarily think you're going to find any belief structure or moral or ethical standing that isn't going to teach or desire or work with some kind of advancement within itself for the person, for the growth. There's always a desire for growth and advancement. And when we desire to grow and advance, we we do that self-evaluation. We, we ask those hard questions. We look at those hard things and it does help us to be better. And then when we're better, those around us are better. That is the point. You know, this is not a singular thing. We are interdependent. We are, we are connected to each other. Even if we don't know each other, we're connected to each other. So that interdependence means that when one of us gets better, when one of us advances, it helps everybody around us to advance. That is the goal. That is the work of human existence is that singularly we advance so that we help help others advance. We want people to advance with us. We want people to advance so that we can advance. Again, it it's co it, it coexists. When I'm better, you're better. When you're better, I'm better. When we're both better, then the world is better. So for the fact that you're engaged in this podcast, the fact that you're engaged in this journey is really, truly a blessing. And it's really, truly a gift. And I'm glad to be able to be part of it. So thank you for being here. And thank you for investing your time and your energy in this work. Always, if you find this podcast to be beneficial to your life, then I would encourage you to share it out there. I know I say it every time, but it really is important. It's an important part of this process is that we build this grassroots foundational work that you share it out there. You hear it. If it helps you, then may it help someone else. So share it out there, share it on your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter, however you connect to it. If you connect to it through one of the social media platforms, tag me in it. I'd love to see where you're at. I'd love to see where you're connecting from. And if you you're connecting through one of the, the platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, then follow us. Uh, give us a rating and review. Every positive rating and review helps those platforms to see that, that the podcast is actually something that people are paying attention to and that they will then show it to others when others are seeking some kind of coaching or help or life change in some way. Also, if you want to reach out to me directly, if you want to communicate with me in any way, uh, you can do so through the website, gracelifecoaching.com, all one word, all lowercase, feel free to reach out to me. You can DM me, you can text me, message me, what have you. I'd love to hear from you. I really would. I'd love to hear where you're at. I'd love to hear. I mean, if you want to do some coaching, then that would be awesome. If you want to do some, uh, you know, if you just want to chat, if you got some ideas, comments, then reach out to me. So you can do that through the website, gracelifecoaching.com is the website, all one word, all lowercase. So thank you again for being here today. We're going to continue on in the session we started last time about control. 
about how we can bring control into our lives. It truly is a thing that we struggle with. Uh, we struggle with control. We struggle with how we think about control. And oftentimes when, you know, we can find ourselves when we're, when we're challenging, when we're striving to be in control of our own lives, we can, we can struggle with the thought that if I'm in control, then that makes me a control freak. And I don't want to be a control freak. It's better to just let all of these things happen to me. It's better to let my life happen to me than me being in control of my life because I don't want to be looked at as a control freak. I don't want to be looked at as someone who, you know, likes control for some reason uh, that we, we see that as a a negative, uh, which is not, you know, being a control freak, wanting to control everything in the world. Yes, that's a that's that's going beyond it. But wanting to be in control of your own life, wanting to be the master of your own life, wanting to be the one that calls the shots in your own life. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, that's how we should be, because when I'm in control of my life and you're in control of your life and the people over there are in control of their life, we're going to see a great deal of decrease in anger and hatred and addiction and and pain because it's out of lack. It's in lack of control that people seek out those numbing agents. They seek out those things that that rather than trying to assess control in their life, they just want to numb, run away. That's where that stuff comes from. So uh, being in control of life is not necessarily a bad thing or a terrible thing. It's really not. It is something that we should be striving for. Now, there's a lot of things around us that are not in our control. Trying to control the th- trying to control someone else's life? Nope, that's not what we do. Trying to control the things that are not in our control? Nope, that's kind of a fool's errand. But working to control the things that we can? Now, those are definitely that's definitely an avenue that we should want to pursue. That's definitely a thing that we should want to uh, that we should want to engage in. So we're going to work through that. Uh, we talked first the last time we talked about uh, the first five things. This is from Success Professional, which is a which is an Instagram account that I follow. Um, They do a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, So that's where we are with that. Um, But that's where I got it from. So, So there's a list. There's a top 10, you know, the 10 things what we can control in life again. And one of the things we talked about last time, and just kind of reiterate it for the, if you're just reading in on the first time, that the more things that we can control in our own life, the less we feel out of control. And the less we feel out of control, the more capable we are of then overcoming that 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 feeling of exhaustion and overwhelmness and all that kind of stuff we're capable of feeling like we're in control and when we feel like we're in control it helps us to think better be better do better assess better so so that's why we're talking about this because the more that we think that we're in control the more that we are in control the better off we feel so so last time we started this list again from success professional uh to the things what we can control in life what you can control in life first one was honesty your honesty second was your emotions third was your thoughts Fourth was your confidence, and fifth was your perspective. So those were the first five things that the list brought out. Honesty, your honesty with yourself, where you are, your emotions, what you're feeling. You're in control of your emotions. I know a lot of people probably still want to push back with me on that. And again, remember, remember when I say this, okay? If, if, if you're someone who struggled with an extreme amount of trauma or abuse or pain in your life or in your background, then you're, this, this podcast may help you, but you might be saying, I'm not in control of those emotions. And though I would press that a little bit, uh, there's, there's probably someone far more trained than I am that's going to help you to come to grips with that and deal with that. So I would definitely say if you're on the edges, if you're on the extreme 
times, uh, if you have something in your life that's very challenging, then seek out help. Get someone who can walk with you through your experience and help you to realize how much control you have. This podcast, this place, this is about for, for those who, you know, relatively stable, relatively balanced, relatively living life on the forward. But now we're coming into the season of, 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 of celebration, the season of holidays. We're just moving out of the COVID pandemic. You know, there's wars that are raging around us. There's all kinds of things that we're not in control of. And we can feel very much like we're out of control of everything. So these are the things that we can get in control of. So honesty, emotions, thoughts, confidence, self-confidence, and perspective. Those were the first five. So now we're going to jump into the second five. So number six, this is the first one on today's list, who your friends are. You're in control of who your friends are. You are in control of who your circle is, your tribe. We've heard that a lot recently. I think a lot of people are starting to use that word again, tribe, before it was circle, before it was group, before it was gathering. I mean, it, it really means kind of the same thing, the same idea. I think we're just re kind of recycling words, which is not a bad idea because it helps us to uh, it helps us to reinvigorate and reevaluate things. So things just don't get stale and old and lost. And then we just move on. It helps us to be able to re-engage that which we've been re-engaging before but you get to you get to choose who your friends are you get to choose who gets your energy and access that's not mandated for you you don't have to be friends with your co-workers you don't have to be friends with your spouse's parents or family you don't have to be friends with your brothers or sisters spouses or what have you you don't have to be friends with them it is not required of you to do that you get to choose who your friends are now i'm, I'm going to determine the difference between a friend and an acquaintance a friend in my opinion is someone who has access to our energy access to our life a friend is someone who we would allow to speak to us on a very directive and intimate level about where we are and where we aren't okay we can have a lot of acquaintances and there's a lot of people in our lives that are acquaintances and we're required to be nice to them i mean if you want to if you want to have a relatively healthy balanced life then you want to be nice to your acquaintances I mean, you're not required to be nice to your in-laws or you're not required to be friends with your in-laws, but you want to be nice to them because it's going to make life a whole lot easier. You want to speak well about them. You want to speak well to them. You want to be kind in their presence and you want to be kind with your spouse when you're talking about them. Okay. But you're not required to be their friend. All right. You're not required to be friends with your spouse, with your, with your sibling spouses. Again, you want to be nice to them. You want to show grace and care to them, but you're not required to be friends with them. Same with your coworkers. You're not required to be friends with your coworkers. You want to be nice to them because it makes for a nice work environment. You want to be kind and show appreciation. But a friend is someone who has access to your energy. A friend is someone who has access to your truths, to your, to your basis, to your understanding. A friend is someone who has deep access to you and you get to choose who they are. You get to choose who gets that access to you. And sometimes we may have a friend who had access that has either betrayed that access or has walked away from that access. And you get to choose to not have them in your life anymore. You get to do that. You get to choose who is in your tribe. And if you have someone in your tribe who isn't lifting you up, loving you, supporting you and cheering you on, you need to ask whether that person belongs in your tribe. You get to make that choice. 
No one gets to make that choice for you. Is it hard sometimes? Yes, it is. Is it going to be painful sometimes? Yes, it will. Are people going to get hurt? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will. However, this is about what you control. You can't control how other people feel, but you can control who gets to be your friend and who doesn't. And if you choose that someone who was your friend doesn't get to be your friend anymore and they're hurt by that, well, then that's on their emotions. Remember, we go up to number two. Their emotions are theirs. Your emotions are yours. So who are your friends? The next one, which books you read? Okay, so I'm, I'm actually going to expand that out just a little bit. I agree with that. Which books you read? You get to choose what you read. You get to choose what books you open. You get to choose what, inf- but, but I'm going to expand it out a little bit more. You get to choose what information you bring in. You get to choose what news channels you watch. You get to choose what information you look at on Instagram, on Facebook, on social media, on TikTok. You get to choose what podcasts you listen to. You get to choose all of those things. Now, there may be some things that are chosen for you based on the level of your work. You may have to read, engage, learn, watch things based on the level of your work. And that is chosen for you because you are employed at that site. So though you may not get to choose what your boss or your company tells you to read or watch, you choose whether you're going to work there or not. Now, I get it. You need the money. You need an income. You need the health insurance. I I get all of that. But where we work is still a choice. So part of the choice of working with uh, in in any place is that when they mandate something you read, then you get then you do it because you chose to work there. But I'm talking about outside. I'm talking about your time, talking about your energy. So when you're outside the office, when you're not working, when you're scrolling through social media or you're, you know, looking to read a book after dinner or looking to read a magazine or watching the news, you get to choose all of that. It is your choice. You get to choose what information comes into you. And if you choose to bring in negative information, painful information, hurtful information, then that is where you're going to go. But if you choose to bring in positive information, positive things, then you're going to find yourself in a different state. You know, this time of year, because of the nature of my vocation, it is a very busy time of year for me. And I have a family. I have a daughter and my parents and my wife, and we're all living together and we're all trying to find balance and harmony. So it is a very, it is a very busy time of year. And it is also, I mean, I try to stay up on current events and I try to stay up on what's going on in the world. But as I impress and as I approach this time of year, it can be overwhelming and it can be, um, I can be filled with with information that's just going to bring me down. I do exercise my choice by on a regular basis engaging and watching in Christmas movies from a particular channel that I won't name because I just don't need to, but I think you can probably figure it out pretty quickly. Uh, and that, you know, again, I draw in, I choose to allow that information. I choose to allow those stories of hope and, and joy and peace and love to come into my life. I choose that over choosing to watch reruns of the bombing in in Palestine or, you know, the, the latest engagement in the Ukraine or the latest this or the latest that. Not that I don't want to know what's going on. Of course I do. But we get to choose the information that comes into our lives. We get to choose the books we read. We get to choose the magazines we subscribe to. We get to choose the things that lift us up. And, and once we start realizing that, we're far more free in that. Okay, so we get to choose what we read. All right, number eight, how kind you are to others. You get to choose how kind you are to other people. 
Just because someone speaks ill to you or about you doesn't mean you have to speak ill to or about them in return. Just because someone is dealing with a massive emotional outpouring and can't handle it and 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 goes, you know, kind of off rails on you, you don't have to respond back the same way. You get to choose how kind you are to others. You get to choose whether you hold the door open for someone. You get to choose whether you smile at them. You get to choose whether you speak well or ill to them. You get to choose that. No one can make you do it. You get to choose how you treat others. That is part of the choice that you get. And it goes back to choosing your emotions and choosing your thoughts and choosing your your perspective. Because when we allow ourselves to be run down and exhausted and beat up, then we feel like we don't have a choice. Someone cuts us off and we go into a road rage. You don't have to do that. You get to choose how that happens. You get to choose how you treat others. You get to choose how kind you are to others. You can be great to them. You can be terrible to them, but you get that choice. That choice is on you. Okay. So number nine, how you spend or invest your money. It's your money. You get to choose it. You know, one of the things that, that I have to do and my, that my wife and I do every year, usually right before Thanksgiving, as we get into the gift buying season, we choose how much money we're going to spend on each other and how much money we're going to spend on the house because Christmas is Christmas. I mean, I could spend $10,000 on gifts or I could spend $10 on gifts. Christmas is still Christmas. It's going to come and it's going to be a celebration. So in the level of presents and gifts, you get to choose how much you're going to spend on your spouse, on yourself. In general, you get to choose how you're going to spend your money, how you're going to invest your money. Now, of course, again, and, and, and you may say, well, I have bills to pay. Your bills are a choice. They are. Your bills are a choice. You are paying for a service. You are choosing that service. You can undo that service. Now, would your life be far more complicated if you did? Of course it would. I'm not saying that you should, but I'm saying that it is a choice. When you buy a house and you pay a mortgage payment, you are choosing to pay the mortgage payment to have the house. When you pay your electric bill, you are choosing to have electricity in your house. You are choosing to pay for a service. So you are choosing that you want electricity in your house versus um, a, a whirlpool or versus a waterfall in the backyard or versus a petting zoo or right? whatever. But you're still choosing how you're spending your money. You're still choosing how you're investing your money. You are choosing where your money is going to. You are choosing to spend $7 a day on a, on a, on a latte or you are choosing to put $7 a day into a jar for vacation. Still $7 a day, but you're making that choice. That choice is on you not anybody else. And once we begin to realize how we choose to spend our money or not to spend our money, even when we're paying our bills, our bills are a choice. Yes, we owe for a service we get, but our bills are still a choice. And the final thing is how much you appreciate what you have. You get to choose that. You get to choose to look around you and say, wow, I have all of these incredible things or wow, I have all these terrible things. You get to choose that. That choice is on you. How you see what you are surrounded with and how you appreciate it is on you. You get to make that choice. And when you make that choice to see what you have as an appreciation, when you make that choice to be grateful for what you have, it does then show a whole lot more control. 
So I can't get the new 75-inch television screen this year. Uh, I can't get the new 75-inch television this year because it's not in the budget. But hey, you know what? I still have a 60-inch television, and it works just fine, and I'm appreciative of that. I can't get the new, um, the, the, the new phone. All right. I can't get the new phone yet because it's too expensive, but I have a phone to use, which is really something that, you know, is really great. I mean, my phone's four years old. Uh, well, it will be for it's about three and a half years old. And I know there's a lot of new tech out there. And, you know, every now and again, I look at things and I'm, oh, I'd really like some new tech, but my phone works just fine right now. And so as long as it works fine, I'm, I'm appreciative of it because it has all of my apps and all of my passwords. And I don't have to change anything. So you get to choose how appreciative you are of what you have. You get to look around you and say whether you are happy with what you have, whether you're joyful with what you have, or whether you're downtrodden with what you have. That is your choice. And if you choose to be uh, non-appreciative, if you choose to be um, ungrateful and, and disappointed, then you're going to find, you're always going to be long, you're going to be longing for what other people have. If you're not appreciative of what you have, you're always going to be longing for what other people have. And when you long for what other people have, that brings out a suffering that is really difficult to overcome. Okay, so uh, the, the point of these past two sessions is really to give you an idea of what you can control so that when life feels out of control, you're like, well, you know, let's go back to what I can control. Let's go back to what is within my control and let's start talking about that so I can start to regain some control in my life. All right, my friends, that's what I got for you for today. I hope this is helpful. I really do. I'd love to hear, you know, if it is. So give me some comments, uh, you know, tag me, share this out there. If you're following us on one of the, the platforms, then then follow us. Give us a rating and review. If you want to reach out to me, the website is gracelifecoaching.com. I'd love to hear from you. As always, here at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you.